have you noticed how how dark the world is these days? I have noticed. It's dark by 3.30. Exactly. You get it. I do. And, you know, sometimes it just feels like you're just going through the motions. Just every day, you're just doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. And it's like, it's like not e- nothing changes. You just... You just do it all over again, and it's 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 maddening, and you're just like, what do I have to do to change my life and get out of here? It's like Bill Murray. He knows how you feel. Yes, it's an eternal Groundhog Day for all of us. Uh-huh. Yeah, I get it. Especially here at Paint the Town Dead, because uh, we lost the audio of the original recording of this podcast due to a technical issue. Um, so, yeah. So, this is actually... This is, uh, for the first time ever, the second ever <laughs> episode of the same episode. So this is uh, this is the second episode 38. That's right. So let's get to it. Okay. Okay, Andrew, are you ready? Born ready. All right, you already know the story because I told it to you yesterday when we recorded, but we're doing yes. it again, and that's okay. So uh, this is episode 38, and we are talking today about the Moralton rest stop murder. A friend of mine, this was already on our list. It was pretty high up to do it, um, but it was also recommended by a friend of mine named Kim who um, is actually from the Moralton area. So she probably grew up knowing this. I think her dad used to work in law enforcement too in Moralton. Don't hold me to it. Not sure. Um, so sorry if I got that fact wrong. Okay. Moralton rest stop, murder, rest stop murder. And this is the murder of Kristen Lorite. So <clears throat> pardon. Kristen Lorite, she was a free-spirited 25-year-old. She had, she was, when I say free-spirited, I mean, she was free-spirited. She had dreadlocks, beaded necklaces. She looked for the best out of life. She lived an adventurous life. Friends and family described her as kind-hearted and a young hippie. Um, She had traveled to all 48 contingent U.S. states, mostly following her favorite bands, Fish, and that's P-H-I-S-H. People know. Okay. If you know, you know. People people know. And The Grateful Dead, which I actually want to talk about at the end of the episode in relation to something else. Um, so in August of 2000, so we're back 20 years ago, Kristen was making her way cross country from her mother's home in Scotch Plains, Scotch Plains, New Jersey to Eureka, California. She had accepted a job at like, it said it was like a non-traditional daycare. So that makes, that makes me think like Montessori school or something, but I'm not sure. Daycares feel like a free-for-all as it is, so I don't, I don't it's know. It's children. It's children, so. Small children. Yes, usually. <laughs> it, I feel like this is like, I don't know, what were, what were they going to do? Like, you get to think for yourself. Yeah. You that, get to decide when nap time is, well, and then not, they're just going to be cranky. It's not like that. It's like, it's like. I don't know. Do you know? Well, I just know. I don't, I've never had a kid. In, I don't have any kids. I've never had any kids in Montessori school. But from what I hear, it's kind of like this is the end product. This is what the conclusion that you should come to. But you get to figure out how you're going to get there. So they kind of get to like be more creative, I think. so. But I don't know for sure if it was a Montessori. It just said it was like a non-traditional daycare. So whatever that means. Either way, she was really excited to start this job. She had signed a lease on a home she loved and her and her boyfriend 
we're going to live together there. He was going to join her the following month in September. So she made her way to Eureka and her 1971 yellow and white VW bus with her dogs, Winter, who was a border collie, and Sativa, who was a German shepherd mix. So um, on August 25th, 2000, Kristen stopped her van off on off of I-40 at a secluded rest stop in Moralton, which is in Arkansas. Where would you put that in relation to? Where is Moralton in relation to stuff? Uh, isn't it like west of Conway? Like if you keep going on the freeway there. As soon as you start throwing them directions like north, south, east, and west, I, you lose me. Well, I'm trying to be sure I get this right because I was actually yelled at recently for getting a uh, a, a thing wrong about <laughs> geography. Who yelled at you? Uh, a friend of uh, just a just, just some a just some just lady. Some, just Don't even chip. worry about it. Okay, yeah. I said something about El Dorado being in Southwest. It's more like South Central. Oh, okay, okay. And and so this this person, they're not important. They're Don't not. worry about no, it. No, no. <laughs> um, they they. In case anybody's wondering, this is a whole gimmick where yeah. I <laughs> I make fun. I, uh, a friend of mine who wants to be shouted out <laughs> on the show, and I refuse to do it. It's not my plan. He made I'm, me do it. It's true. Yeah, Morrison's just like west of Conway. Oh, okay, okay. It's it's, it's not like far away. 20, 30 minutes? It looks like it, based on... Which Conway's not far from Little Rock either, so... Yeah, but it's more along the... It's easier... Yeah. Okay. It's more directly Conway adjacent, and then there's like Russellville, like a little ways more. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay. It's on the way to Russellville. Gotcha. Okay, so um, she stopped off at this rest stop in Moralton so she could kind of like splash water on her face and walk around a little bit with Sativa and Winter and kind of like let them run around and play because that's, that's literally from East Coast to West Coast. That is a long trip. So she needed some time to take a break. Um, there was a pond nearby that she knew that they could all play around. So Kristen was unaware of the fact that an innocent traveler had been shot in the bathroom at this rest stop three years prior. And um, following this incident, Arkansas installed cameras and better lighting in the area to improve safety. However, just as it is in all cases like this, the cameras were down for maintenance on that day. So very unfortunate because on the next day, August 26, 2000, a husband and wife trucker duo stopped in at the Moralton rest stop. Um, they quickly noticed two large dogs running around off their leashes at the stop. They both had collars on and one of the dogs kept going back to this yellow VW van that had its door open. Uh, but there was no owner in sight. They did not see an owner. But the husband and wife, they got I can't, one of the dogs. I don't remember which one. I think it was Winter. Yeah, it was Winter. They got Winter to come over to them. And after searching for the owner to no avail, the husband and wife called the number that was on Winter's tag. And this number belonged to Lynn De Benedetto, who is Kristen's mother. And upon hearing of what was going on, Lynn immediately knew that something was wrong. She knew that Kristen loved her dogs. She would never abandon them like that or just let them off their leash running around without her being nearby. So and Lynn was like, something's up. Something's wrong. You need to call the police. So immediately after getting off the phone with Lynn, the truckers phoned 911, called the police. When the police arrived at the rest stop, Winter and Sativa led them down to that nearby pond. Um, And it was then, unfortunately, that they discovered Kristen's nude body, She was face down with her sandals next to the pond and her dress was hanging from a nearby tree branch. 
and investigators noticed quickly that there was hardly any blood at the scene, which was kind of odd because it was clear she had been stabbed multiple times in the neck. So this led investigators to believe that she had been murdered elsewhere and then like maybe in another vehicle or something and then kind of placed by the pond or dumped by the pond. So it was determined that unfortunately Kristen had also been sexually assaulted. No murder weapon was found. They drained the pond. They dragged the pond. They looked all over. No murder weapons. What they did find, though, were quite a few cigarette butts and an empty beer can near the crime scene near Kristen's body. And they collected these and they swabbed them all for DNA. Uh, When they ran the DNA, there was no immediate match to anyone in the system. So not totally shocking, but unfortunate. So because no immediate hits came back, Kermit Channel, who is now the executive director of the Arkansas State Crime Lab um, and a bona fide DNA expert, he was back then, he is now, he submitted the DNA to the FBI Laboratory's National DNA Index System, or the NDIS. But there were so many cases logged in there, like backlogged, so it would take years to get that DNA into the system. So Kermit being the smart guy he is, he also submitted the DNA to hundreds of local law enforcement agencies across the U.S. asking them to test the DNA with DNA that they had not yet submitted or that had not yet been processed by the NDIS. So that way they could kind of do their own like research while while they waited for it to be uploaded federally. And hope, hopefully you're finding somebody who is from generally the area. Yes. And I think they started locally, but they kind of expanded a little bit. But I mean, you can't submit the DNA to all law enforcement agencies in every state in the U.S. You know what I mean? Right. Because then they would all be inundating each other all yeah, the time. Yeah. So, I mean, you do, you want to start locally and then spread out where you can as you get, you know, clues and whatnot. But, um, mm, where was I? So, while the DNA was out for testing, uh, which they knew would take a long time, Uh, Kristen's family was busy taking action. Uh, Her family and friends, they raised money to place billboards across I-40 with multiple pictures of Kristen and the phrase, do you know who murdered me next to it? And I saw some pictures of this billboard and it really sticks in your mind because, I mean, she just looks like a really kind, sweet person. And she, she, I mean, she looks like she's young and vibrant and full of life. And to think like, wow, somebody murdered this girl right here. Um, so anyways, it's, 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 it's a billboard that'll stick with you. And I I was too young to remember this back in 2000. I think you probably were as well, but I remember hearing about it later on three years, but I don't ever remember seeing these billboards, but they were there for years actually. So anyway, um, so friends and family, as well as law enforcement, they did multiple interviews with the media both in Arkansas and New Jersey. Um, they, they wanted to keep Kristen's case active and in the spotlight. So um, finally, after two very long years of waiting, the DNA that was found on and around Kristen and on those that beer can and the cigarettes, it produced a hit. But it wasn't to a specific person, but it was to another crime scene and another murder. And this was the murder of Jackie Travis. So Jackie Travis was a 49-year-old woman from Jonesboro, Jonesboro, Arkansas, which uh, our Mark Despain, he was episode 35, I think, 
36? It was two episodes ago. Two episodes, 36. 36. Anyways, that murder took place in Jonesboro. So I didn't know actually that the Morrillton rest stop murder had any other Arkansas ties besides the one. So I was very interested to, to find this and research. So Jackie Travis was a 49 year old woman from Jonesboro. Um, Jackie had recently moved to Merced, California after being homeless for a period of time. She was also disabled and had a prosthetic leg as a result of a car accident that she had had many years ago. So less than a month after moving to Merced, on December 7th, Jackie was found beaten, raped, strangled, burnt, and stabbed inside of her apartment. Like, overkill. Too much. And I believe it was Jackie as well that there was carvings on her body too, which is awful. Oh, weird. Yeah. So the crime bore a striking resemblance to Kristen's murder in Moralton with the strangulation and the beating and the sexual assault. So a lot of so I mean, obviously there was the burns and the and the carvings that didn't occur. And obviously the the DNA itself matched. So. Yes. The investigators, yeah, feared that a serial killer was on the loose because hey, Jackie's in Merced, Kristen was in Moralton. So, um, but they still, there was no name to the DNA at that point. Yeah, my, my first thought was that, um, specifically that it would be I-40 as like, that yes. was a route, like maybe it's a trucker and they're yes. on I-40 all the time because I-40 it's goes huge. from North Carolina to California. Yeah. But it doesn't really reach up to where Merced is. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It, it like ends in Southern California. Merced's like central slash northern-ish California. Where is, I guess you'd call it central. Where is Modesto in relation to all that? And Modesto is north of that. North of Merced. Yes. So it's even farther away from I-40. Yes. Well, that's interesting because we're going to actually dip over to Modesto. Um, and this was a few weeks after Jackie Travis's murder. On December 30th, 2000, a man was arrested uh, in Modesto, California, in connection with the murder of Sheila Pauly. So Sheila was a 32-year-old homeless divorcee with three children. She was taking exams. The, the article I saw said she was taking exams in Las Vegas, but maybe it meant Los Angeles because Las Vegas is a whole other state and that seems kind of far away. So I, I don't know. She was taking exams somewhere. Maybe, um, maybe she had moved to Vegas since she's divorced yeah, and all that. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. So maybe she did. So she was taking exams in Las Vegas to become a certified nurse assistant um, or CNA. So her plan, this was her plan, was to take the classes, get her CNA license, move back home to Modesto, where she would share custody of her children with her ex-husband, Tim. So she had, I, I don't know if she completed her courses, but at some point she had made her way back to Modesto and was applying for work with the temp agency. While there, she met and was seen with a man, the same man that would be arrested for her murder. Having been the last person to see her alive and with multiple witnesses putting them together on the day of her murder, this put this man at the top of the list of suspects for her murder. So we'll kind of talk about it. Later that same day that they saw the man and Sheila together, Sheila's partially clothed body was found by a man walking his dog in the Modesto Dry Creek. Sheila was hastily covered with leaves in a kind of sort of shallow burial in that area. And an autopsy would reveal that Sheila was strangled, beaten, raped, 
and suffered two stab wounds. So I'm kind of seeing a pattern here. How about you? Uh, yes, and <clears throat> especially since, you know, we're talking about, we're talking about it all together. <laughs> <laughs> so saliva was swabbed off her breast and the DNA was sent for analysis. Um, they did not know of this man's other connections yet. So from the previous two cases that we talked about, what they did find out was the man's name, Ronald James, R- sorry, Ronald James Ward. They also found out he was wanted in Montana for an outstanding warrant. Can you guess what that warrant was for? Murder. You are correct. It was a warrant for murder. So let's talk about why that warrant was issued, the reasons for that. It all involves a man named Craig, I think it's Patrick, but I'm not sure. So in October of 2000, Ronald James Ward and his longtime girlfriend, Hattie Ann Baker, they found their way to Hamilton, Montana. They're in Montana. While there, they met a 43-year-old man named Craig Petrick, who sold them their camper that they lived in. And at some point, Hattie told Ronald that their friend Craig had assaulted her. And this enraged Ronald, understandably. So enraged, Ronald lured his companion Craig out to the Sapphire Mountains. And the two men, he gave a different story. It was total bullcrap. The two men, this is likely what happened. The two men got into an argument, probably about the assault on Hattie. Ronald subdued Craig by smashing him in the head multiple times with a large rock and then shooting him three times in the chest with a rifle. That that would subdue. I think it I think everybody. I think it would do a trick. It would definitely it definitely wouldn't feel good. Yeah. This is uh very different from those other murders though. Why? Oh, cuz it's a dude. It's a dude and doesn't involve sexual assault right. and all that. Right. Right. So, um so yeah. And somebody he, he knew previously yes and um he actually knew um jackie he knew jackie previously they were both homeless at some point together um so that's how they had connection and anyway so probably in california so ronald going back to craig ronald stashed craig's body in a nearby crevice like in some rock crevice at this Sapphire Mountain Park. So 10 days later, hikers passing through the area came upon Craig's body and police quickly pieced together the connection between Ronald and Craig and they issued a warrant for Ronald's arrest. However, Ronald and Hattie had already skipped town. I mean, they had at least 10 days, probably more, you know, because Craig's body was found at 10 days, probably took him a couple of days to investigate. So they had probably, I mean, they had a while to skip town. Yeah, if... if I mean, you don't even need that long to skip town, really. No. So they had a head start, definitely. So, but and police didn't know where they had gone. There was no, they had basically, they headed to Modesto and they left behind pretty much all of their belongings. They sold their car. I mean, they just left. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And like Modesto has like a history of always being on those like most dangerous cities in America lists. I like the thing, the saying that you had, the oh, little nugget. Yeah, the, the thing I always heard about California, and it's just like a dumb thing that obviously isn't necessarily true, mm-hmm. but it was like two letter names for cities. Those are good. One or one, two word. Yeah. said two letter. I didn't know what you Two mean. word city names, good. One word city names, bad. So you're Modesto and Stockton which are always on like most dangerous uh-huh. lists. Also Oakland <laughs> yeah, oh, was yeah, on yeah. is on those lists. Those are bad. But like San Francisco, Yay. San Jose, Yay. Los Angeles, Yay. San Diego. Yay. Those are like the destin more destination places. That's a that's actually a really good nugget of truth there. 
I mean, it it's not like it. it's not applicable in every situation, but no, yeah. I'm sure there's like some other. There's probably plenty of one word cities that are totally fine. Yeah, yeah they're fine. They're fine. Yeah. Oh, Fresno is also on those lists. Is there's Fresno like good or bad? Bad. Oh. At least, like according to people, you know. What's bad about Fresno? I think it's just a boring. What about Anaheim? Anaheim, Anaheim might be fine. It has Disney World in it, right? No, I'm sorry, uh, Disneyland. 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 Yes, they, yeah, the city of Anaheim is basically owned by Disney. Awesome. <laughs> sort of, yeah. It's, it's Disney City. Though Anaheim does have a history of super racism. Mm, well, like, it is just... I forget what they called it. I think they used to call it the Orange Curtain because it was like Anaheim like is in Orange County. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we're only going to be white people over here. And I think that they even had their own branch of the KKK there at one oh point. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Come on, Anaheim. There's a lot of there's a lot of racism you don't hear about because uh, the South we kind of distracted everybody with all of our racism. We we are overtly racist. We had that whole war and everything, you know. But there's, I mean, not we. I said we're overtly racist. That's not <laughs> what I meant. I meant the South is overtly racist. We are, not. or at least has a history of it. But lots of other places have histories of it. Like Chicago has history of it. It's true. Even like New York, but you know. Yeah, the, the South fought a whole war on it, so we kind of distracted everybody from all those other ones. <laughs> we we really we really took the cake on that one. Yeah, but um, some of us are working on it. Yeah, I think it, the good people are. Um, so they had already skipped town. They were they were headed to Modesto. Police had no idea where they were at. So let's talk about Ronald James Ward, who is our suspect here. Ronald James Ward. Um, he was born in Hood River, Oregon, but he was raised in Eugene and Springfield, Oregon. He was raised with five other siblings. When Ronald was 19, his father, Ronald Sr., who was an alcoholic and an abusive womanizer, he divorced Ronald Jr.'s mother, who he had given syphilis, which is very kind. Very gross. <laughs> so Ronald also had said his mother was a sex worker. He said prostitute. I said sex worker, but uh, Ronald said growing up, he had eight stepmothers and that he had quit school by the sixth grade surely they weren't all official marriages that seems like too much work that's a lot of trouble yeah i don't know it just means like living girlfriends who may as well have been it could have been i mean women in his life that he viewed as a mother figure yeah that's that's probably right i don't know so also when he was 19 he married a woman named donna who had six children of her own. This was not children they had together. These were all children she had from previous relationships. So uh, that's a lot of kids coming into a relationship. But it was said that he was a very kind stepfather to his children, his stepchildren, um, taking them out for activities on the weekend, doing stuff he said his father never did with him, that he wanted to give these kids a good life. He held a job as a football coach for seventh and eighth graders at some point. Uh, but alas, married life did not suit either he nor Donna. And that might be because Ronald was super into heavy drugs at the time. Might have had something to do with it. I don't know. Um, so eventually, Donna would move away to Arkansas. And Ronald would, uh, he lost all contact with his stepchildren, which I think really, really upset him. Um, but eventually, Ronald's drug habit would cost him any kind of regular um, job as he received a head injury while having a drug-fueled altercation with somebody. So we kind of talked about this on the first recording about um, <laughs> about the correlation between head injuries and violent offenders and how a lot of violent offenders, like I've, I don't remember if this was on Forensic Files or a podcast I was listening to, but a correlation between 
uh, people in the past who had, whether it was when they were young or older, they had some kind of head injury and then their personality changed drastically and they became really violent after that. Um, but you kind of talked about like, uh, we talked about, there was like a guy who basically, there's a lot of people who have head injuries and basically they change a lot. Yeah. Like some people, they may be mostly the same generally but then you have some people who completely radically change personalities sometimes they become like angry people who yeah. are mean and violent or even like one example i saw where a guy tried to kill himself and survived and suddenly was he was fine he, was, he wasn't depressed anymore he's, he's a great dude yeah and it and that kind of goes back to we talk about this a lot uh, ricky ray rector who committed violent crimes very violent heinous crimes and then tried to um, shoot. He, he did. He shot himself um, through the head uh, trying to kill himself, but he did not succeed in the killing part. But then he basically like lobotomized himself. And I mean, he, he made he effectively made himself a, like a five year old, basically, I think is what yeah. he said. It's a little different, though, because that's like Went the opposite he's way. not even functional. Yeah. Yeah. At all. Right. In any, any way, shape or form. Not 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 doing good. He's alive. He can do stuff, but he was alive. He was he what he, he is no longer which if you want to hear more about that listen to our episode on ricky ray rector because that is controversial okay back to this um so see then after altercation the head injury and he lost his regular job he just kind of started taking up odd jobs he was a truck driver he was a home builder he was a fisherman um he was a garbage truck driver he said he really liked those jobs so i mean good so after spending some time in Alaska as a fisherman, Ronald would meet Hattie Ann Baker, the girlfriend we talked about, um, in Missoula, Montana. So he went from Alaska to Montana uh, in 1999. They moved to West Virginia together at some point. At the time they met, Hattie was an impoverished divorcee with three children whose husband had left them to fend for themselves, which is unfortunate. So Hattie and Ronald began seeing each other and they kind of started their life together. Um, And about a year after they began dating, in August of 2000, Ronald found Hattie with another man in their home. And again, they're in West Virginia at the time. This infuriated Ronald, understandably so. So he stormed off to his garbage truck that he drove regularly, and he said he was going to Montana to find and be with his mom. And with him, he brought five jugs of moonshine, some cocaine, and some heroin. So he was ready to throw down. Uh, probably not a good thing while driving. Now I'm wondering though, she, she later says that guy assaulted her. Who? Um, Hattie. She says the yeah. guy in Montana. So yeah. I'm wondering if she was like trying to deflect. Yes. Suddenly. Yeah. That's uh, what I, I think that's kind of the speculation. That's interesting. Yeah. Not to say that, you know, her story isn't to be trusted because she could have been assaulted, but. Just curious. Yeah. She's already shown her colors, so. Mm. is she trying to yeah it doesn't mean it's not possible right it's just right. it just makes me start Question. starts those those gears turning in your head of like i wonder if that's on the level absolutely i totally agree so on his you know party trip here he went on i-40 to get there so while en route he stopped at a rest stop in Moralton, arkansas and happened upon an innocent girl named kristen Highly intoxicated. He says he remembers absolutely none of this. And he was high on drugs. And with a burning rage inside of him, he murdered innocent Kristen. And her murder began the string of murders that we talked about. 
Um, so, uh, well, okay, we'll talk a little bit. Yeah, okay. So, the timing of events is kind of confusing here, I know. So, let's kind of recap. So, Ronald left Hattie from West Virginia. He left Hattie on his way to Montana. So, he murdered, on his way to Montana, he murdered Kristen in a blind rage. And then for some time after that, her murder is unsolved. Ronald finished his trip, made his way to Montana. Hattie joined him at some point because we know they were together in Montana. And sometime between Kristen's murder, she did it sometime between Kristen's murder and Craig's murder, um, which were only like um, two months apart. So um, after he murdered Craig, they quickly fled Montana. But police knew that it was Craig. I'm sorry. Police knew it was Ronald that had murdered Craig. So they put out a warrant for his arrest, but they right. didn't know and where he was. Didn't, they didn't know he had, where he had gone. Right. He left Montana and, um, and he made his way to Modesto. That's where he murdered. Do we know if he'd ever hung out in California? I, I lose track. Um, I'm not sure. Probably so. Cause he had quite the drifting lifestyle. It seemed like it. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say probably yes. Cause he just kind of drifted around for a while. Uh, he was in Oregon, so, you know, that's... Yeah, that's where he was from. Right. So, maybe he made his way down into California some from there. So, blah, 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 where was I? Um, so, he made his way to Modesto. That's where he murdered Sheila. And then he made his way to Merced, where he would murder Jackie. Um, he was finally apprehended in Merced for Sheila's murder because he had been... Like, they knew the reason why they arrested him is because people conclusively put them together. And he was their number one suspect. Um, so investigators still, after they arrested him, they still did not know of Kristen and Jackie's murder at the time of his apprehension. They just knew about Craig's murder that he had a warrant for, and then Sheila's murder that they had, that he had a warrant for. These connections to Kristen and Jackie's murder would not come until 2007 when DNA evidence would finally conclusively link it all together. So does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, I believe so. So essentially... Murders Kristen, Kristen first, then Craig, Craig, and then Sheila and Jackie. Yep. Okay. Um, so, Ronald would go on to claim that he actually was a nonviolent person. Uh, don't believe it. But Johnny Douglas, an FBI profiler, also did not believe it. He called BS on that. Um, and he was stating that other serial killers, uh, which they labeled him because it's a serial murderer, he stated that other serial killers would also blame their actions on drugs and alcohol and whatnot. And say that they, that's not who they are. That's just the drugs and stuff. While secretly treasuring their crimes in their minds. That kind of reminds me of um, Marion Pruitt. That was his name. I just remembered it. Oh, yeah. The, the guy, Mad Dog Killer. Yeah, called himself the Mad Dog Killer. The episode is called Mad Dog Killer. Yeah. For a good reason, actually. Yeah. Because I just spoiled what his real name is. Anyway, um, <laughs> he, he blamed it on drugs because he was like robbing people because he had a however much dollar cocaine habit and stuff. Yeah. And... I, I very there's like a, a news conference he held where he he's like it was all the drugs and the pr- reporters like ask him about it and so he pulls his sleeve down on his like jumpsuit show off his track marks and he's like what do you think <laughs> look at that <laughs> that's how he talks and that's what the impression I do in the show as well yeah way back when that Wait, was that was good. that was a while back that was yeah. a long time ago. We are almost 40 episodes into this. I know. Um, so yeah. Yeah. That, that got the drugs thing. Yeah. That they Don't throw blame that on the drugs. You're a terrible person. That's what it is. Maybe you shouldn't have been doing the drugs. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It probably didn't help. It's not It's not like you're going to get away from a, like, 
a drunk driving murder or whatever yeah yeah just because you're like well i was drunk it's not fair yeah <laughs> like, exactly. well, you, weren't, you shouldn't yeah. have done that then. yeah then you don't do it so um douglas fbi profiler john douglas he also pointed out that there were likely that these were not likely like Ronald's only murders there. He was like, these are violent crimes. It's highly likely. And he kind of had a drifting lifestyle. It's highly likely that he had other victims that we just don't know about. Which, maybe we just didn't get DNA from, or maybe that were successfully hidden away. Better, or maybe, or? yeah, maybe, yeah. Didn't my probably didn't get DNA from, and it's just kind of sitting around unsolved. So and even like DNA stuff, you know, yeah, takes a long time it sometimes. It really does. And John Douglas implored uh, law enforcement agencies, if you have any cases that are similar to this, you know, where you know, beaten, raped, stabbed, strangled women who were sexually assaulted, anything that matches that, take a look into it, you know, especially if it was along the I-40 corridor. So could be other ones. We don't know. And Ronald even said of himself, quote, I get a sick feeling in my gut knowing they're calling me a serial killer. It's even hard for me to believe that I could have had sex with three women who are now dead and say that these incidents didn't happen, but I just don't remember. I'll be like, get out, shut up. So no sympathy. Um, however, whether he remembered or not, Ronald was sentenced to life in prison for the murder of Craig. He pled no contest to Kristen's murder, which gave him another life sentence. Um, and I'm not really sure about this part. Uh, California, I read somewhere where California never saw any charges against Ronald. Uh, but then I saw another document that said they did and he pled no contest, um, to it. So, but they were pleased with his two life sentences he got. So I, I'm not really sure if they ever, if California ever pursued anything or they did not, I could not find conclusively whether they did or not. So either way on April 11th, 2014, Ronald was found unresponsive in his cell. He was transported to the hospital where he was pronounced dead at 7 PM. There is no cause of death that is public. I could not find it. I looked for it. Um, but investigators have said police officials have said that no foul play was suspected does Um, does foul play include suicide no foul play is foul play against him by others okay i just Uh, want to make sure that wasn't because that seems you know very suicide is a pretty foul thing to do yes so it would be foul play very plausible i guess if typically you're trying to like i guess when they say it was a suicide that and it there's no foul play involved i guess so i think it's just murdery stuff yeah um so the rest stop where kristen was found um it's since been closed understandably so there was at least two murders there so yeah and i guess the other murder i assume had nothing to do with any of the other ones no because it, it was a gun yeah wasn't it so it, it, yeah it was not related to it was do you not, know if they solved that one i don't yeah. i i've never heard anything about that except for when researching this hmm. so that would be that'd be interesting to find out um, and if Kristen were alive today, she would be in her 40s, probably loving life and peace, uh, free hippie style and with her dogs. So very sad to think about, um, but I'm glad that justice was served. Yeah, and that's, yeah. A lot of cases don't get that. There are so many that don't Do- get it that. It doesn't mean it's fair by any means, but I'm glad that, that Ronald James... Some is better than it's none. it's almost kind of unlikely that he would be apprehended anyways, because he wasn't from there. And that's the drifters, you know, it's so difficult. Drifters, you know, yeah, they, they don't lived, know them. It was like he lived everywhere but Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, and he, but he did have connections. You know, Jackie, that was a weird one. Jackie just happened to move yeah, to California. Say that, that wasn't really 
for him it's not a connection right but it just ha- it's a weird one um but his ex-wife did um donna she did end up moving to arkansas but i think he was just passing through yeah so it's just yeah he was wild it's kind of like the idea i heard that a pro wrestler back in the 70s would have been the best serial killer because their their job is literally they're going all over yeah so it'd be like hard to like track down exactly and that's why truck drivers never expect it truck drivers you know they kind of look to them because they drive literally all over you know so um also i thought about something else i just thought about something else with the head injury um so it said that you know it said that his dad gave his mom syphilis um and syphilis uh, can eat away at your brain if it's not treated. So does that get passed on? It can be if okay. you're born. You know, if you're born, 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 not C-section. If you're born naturally, um, it can the you know fluid and stuff, and you can get it. Yes. Oh, interesting. So, so I don't know. Hmm. Maybe he I mean, had untreated syphilis. Probably not. Be. But uh, try it. Yeah. This was the 2000s, so. Probably not. Unlikely that he had untreated syphilis. Yeah. But possible. Even, even if he but Trish, did, there's like, you know, the head injury, maybe. Yeah. The drugs, Probably. almost certainly. Yeah. And so. then and then maybe if he had the syphilis. But it's, you know, it's likely not going to be untreated. To, it's the tertiary, I think it's the tertiary stage. I'm sorry, tertiary stage where it causes brain damage and really just physical like makes people like zombies yeah rots your rot your skin and your brain it's disgusting um get treated it can be treated um uh sources wikipedia of course love it delaney delaney bartlett um wrote this article on her website delaneybartlett.medium.com great article wonderful um stanislaus.da.org and Missoulian.com articles from those places. So, yeah. Very good. That's the story. Um, so, I guess we'll we'll jump into the mostly lighter stuff. Yeah. I guess we can just talk about what we're looking at first. What are you looking at? Uh, same thing as always. Oh it's The Mandalorian. No, it isn't. Yeah, the, the newest episode came out. Um, I think it was very good. That was yeah. a good episode. So I was I was worried because I did episode one. Don't spoil anything. I'm not gonna spoil anything because okay. I know people are very about Me. that. Yeah. Um. But episode one I thought was very good. Episode two, it's like yeah. it's meandering and kind of boring, and it's like we're just going to a place, and there's like no story advancement almost. Uh huh. Episode three, whole bunch of story gets advanced. A lot of good stuff happens. So you were worried and about then episode. Four. I was worried episode four is going to be a pattern of like good, bad, good, bad, right, and. Uh, fortunately that was avoided. They advanced a lot of story in episode four. Nice. Um, slightly different story threads than what I was th- than the, like the main quest, I guess, but mm-hmm. it is actually very important story threads. Um, there's also a very interesting reveal at the end of the episode. Again, I'm not going to say what it is, Okay. but it, well, my favorite part was, uh, when the fir- episode first came out, I saw like these YouTubers like speculating like, Oh, is this that, that thing, the thing from the other thing? And, <laughs> Because it's a thing you can only kind of see. And then it was later confirmed it is that thing. Uh-huh. Because there's a thing called audio descriptions that you can use for watching The Mandalorian. It's there for like people with sight issues, I guess. Hearing disabilities, you mean? Well, no, because it's a, it's a... Oh, oh, it's an it's audio. An audio. Oh, not, not visual. Okay, I yeah. see. Okay. And, and, uh, <laughs> Just kidding. So the audio description was like, 
it's this thing. Mm-hmm. And people are just like, ah, what? <laughs> it is, is that thing. I can't believe it. But yeah, so that was kind of a neat thing. Um, so yeah, episode four is good. All right. Uh, I don't think I've been, I've been playing more of the Watch Dogs Legion. The oh, game's yeah? okay. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> so I got like, a, I've got permadeath on because the game is like, you can means. you recruit all these other people and mm-hmm. you can control all of them at any point in time. And my favorite, usually I just pick like one person. I'm like, this is the best person. I just use them. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I didn't do that for an ish, uh, for a mission, and then they got killed, and now they're gone forever. Nice. There's also one where it was like, so and so got kidnapped. They're not usable. And what? I was like, what? What are you talking about? They got kidnapped by the secret police here. What? What was it? What happened? I don't know. And then I don't know if there was something I could have done to prevent it, but it just like it just said operative so and so kidnapped. And I was D- like, well, crap. okay, all right. My favorite is uh, so I, I've told you about the jobs mm-hmm. that they have. I got one just now who is a beekeeper. That's their specialist. A beekeeper, and they can throw robotic bees <gasps> at people, and they attack people, and then you can shoot the robotic bees, and it causes electricity and to explode and. That knocks that a, person out. I love it. That's incredible. Yeah, it doesn't work as well as I want it to. Oh. The best so far I found is if somebody has a trait called Gunkata. Gunkata? Yes. Um, I have a character who is a hitman, or should I say hit woman? Oh, yeah? Because she's like a 50-year-old lady. Nice. And she dresses very, uh, as the British would say, because it takes place in London, she dresses posh. Posh. And she's my favorite because she has the Gunkata, which what is, is where- Gunkata? You can do an automatic takedown if you have a gun equipped. Nice. Um, I wish that I had more control over it because it's basically like an escalation. It's like if you pull out the gun and do the gun kata, most of the time it's just like she hits him over the head with like the butt of the rifle, knocks him out. I'm like, cool. They're knocked out just like I would if I were Hacker Batman. Oh. But then if things have escalated and there's shooting going on, she, she does a move and shoots him like it's freaking John Wick. Is that, um, what's his name? Keanu Reeves? Yes. Okay. So that's my favorite character in there. Her name is Denise. Cool. Good so, job. What a, what a, what a white lady name. For, it, being, well, a, for being a cool person. She is an old white lady. What do you want? <laughs> that's what her parents gave her, okay? She doesn't have that choice. I mean, I guess she does, but it's, it's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else? Oh, I was watching, um, I watched the behind the scenes series they did for Mandalorian. Oh, for yeah? season one. Uh-huh. And uh, I think it's very good. It's very interesting. Uh, talk about how like they came up with a lot of stuff, and they talk about uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni, especially mm-hmm. Dave Filoni is like George Lucas's right hand man these days. Oh yeah, and he did. Is George he, Lucas still involved? Really? Not technically, but they they brought him around for the Mandalorian stuff. Him, like he yeah, and they ask him stuff. questions and stuff. Because Dave Filoni also he worked on he was brought in to work on Clone Wars. Okay and he also did rebels so he's one of the main guys who works on mandalorian as well okay and uh so him and john favreau especially like nerd out talking about weird obscure star wars stuff like Like, my favorite is the uh the background character from empire strikes back what is it's um during the part where they are evacuating cloud city there's this guy in an orange jumpsuit running in the background just an extra basically he's just there to be like people are running around and he's carrying an ice cream maker. Why is under he carrying his an arm. ice cream maker? It's supposed to be like, it's just like a weird sci-fi looking thing. You don't think about it. And it's an ice cream maker. It's straight up an ice cream maker How that they used it? as a prop. Oh my gosh. And uh, 
he doesn't have a name, or at least he didn't. Uh-huh. And so, uh, one of the things they did, they talk about all the old stuff they repurposed. Uh-huh. Like, it, I think it's the first episode. Uh-huh. They have that ice cream maker. What? And then they, they like change it a little bit, like make it like you get to see it open. It opens from the sides and stuff. So it looks like a sci-fi thing. Oh my gosh. And so they like repurpose that. Is episode like one, like it's one, like one? episode one of season one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. How funny. How random. And yeah. And they talk about all the other weird repurposed stuff. Like little Easter eggs they have. Yeah. Like how um, the robot from the first, you know, from the first season. Uh-huh. Yeah. IG-11. Yeah. So he's based off of IG-88. Uh-huh. And IG-88 was like a robot that was just like standing in the background in Empire Strikes Back when they have all the bounty hunters. Uh-huh. And his head was actually originally like a lamp or something in the cantina what? from the first original Star Wars film. And they just repurposed it because that's what you did back then. It's like, just, hey, this will be a good head. It was like, oh, we need a, let's have a robot in the background. We did it. Yeah. It's a lamp. Hello. Yeah. So... A lot of that stuff is is very interesting to to look at. Hmm. And that's that's about everything I've looked at. Well, you've looked at a lot more than I've looked at lately. Um, let's see. What if I looked at? Oh, first I was going to talk about the Grateful Dead thing. Um, so the connection. I'm listening to a podcast right now called Dead and Gone. It's very good. Um, and it's about these two. So the Grateful Dead in case, and I didn't know really anything about the Grateful Dead before listening to this podcast. They're very much like a hippie band from that have just like span the generation, span the decades. Yeah. And just to fully connect all around, make it a come back around. Yeah. Fish, a very similar arc. Of, yes. And a very similar fan base. Yes. As evidenced with, uh, Kristen. Right. Following she, both of them. Yeah. And that's what the whole thing with Grateful Dead is like, they're like, I mean, I could, I don't think I can name a Grateful Dead song, but the whole thing about Grateful Dead was their fan base was insane, and they they were it was really just a bunch of hippies, and they followed them around to all the shows. They just be in their vans, and they follow the Grateful Dead around to all their shows, and that was the whole the whole thing with the Grateful Dead is their awesome live shows and their fan base. So, um, Dead and Gone is about two young Grateful Dead fans back in like eighties or nineties, I can't remember, that were that were murdered and their murders were supposedly solved and the culprit put away, but it's unlikely that that is the case. And they kind of investigate that further in this podcast. So it's just interesting. The grateful dead connection there between. Yeah. Two things. Especially because, um, you could with all the traveling, it yeah. could be very difficult to track down who yes. did what and who was where. And that's the whole hard part about it. The grateful dead is like, it, it is, it's so difficult because ever all of them know each other on first name basis they're all living these little makeshift little villages and little makeshift communes in their buses for a day or two and then they move they make friends and they move on so they're essentially drifters you know in and of themselves so it's, it's very good it's a good podcast i highly recommend it um so i've been listening to that oh my gosh i did watch something so john and i have been decorating this Christmas tree for what feels like a month now. Um, but it probably isn't, but we were looking for, we were decorating it and I was like, we got to put something Christmassy on the TV while we decorate. I was like, what can we put on? And I was like, I'm not going to put on Christmas vacation until after Thanksgiving because it's, I mean, it's you got to save it. You got to save it. Because I, I'm a very hardcore, like I do Thanksgiving and then like my mind switches over. I mean, if you want to normally am that way, but it's just, 
2020 has sucked so bad. I was like, I, I really would like the tree up because it gives me joy. So I get to have my joy this year. Yeah. I mean, hey, have your joy. And I think that's I'll, just not yeah. how I, that's just not how I live my life. I think a lot of people are doing that this year. They're like, you know what? I want to put up my Christmas tree and I'm going to do it. And that's okay. You do what you want. So, but I was like, well, we just got to put something on the TV while we decorate. And so I was like, looking through Netflix, I was like, what is this Klaus movie? It's a cute little animated Christmas movie. Let's just put it on. It's called Klaus, K-L-A-U-S. And I, I've turned it on and then we sat down and watched the whole thing <laughs> because, and we didn't even decorate the tree and it was so good. It, it was like such a good little Christmas movie. It was very touching it's kind of like the kind of like a different spin on how Christmas and Santa Claus came to be. And anyways, it's very, very good. If you have kids, uh, especially watch it. So but, it's like the Batman Begins of, of Santa Claus? Sure, sure. Or an alternate universe Santa Claus, how he came to be. Okay. It, it's very good. I loved it so much. And like if you have kids, they'll love it. I liked it. And I'm an adult. I don't have kids. I just watched it of my own free accord. The only Christmas thing I can think of, and I haven't watched it yet, but I'm I'm planning on watching it basically like the day after Thanksgiving or maybe even Thanksgiving night. I don't know. The Lego Star Wars holiday special. I do want to watch that. I saw the, I saw the um, commercials for it. I'm very, very curious to see if that's any good. And especially I'm hoping they have references to the original Star Wars holiday special, which is a, a real nightmare thing. Surely they will. My favorite also from that Mandalorian thing, uh, the behind the scenes, cause George Lucas was there and he like talked with them and stuff. Uh, there's a part where John Favreau is talking about, Hey, you see that gun or whatever uh-huh. that the Mandalorian has? It's just like the same one that Boba Fett has in the animated thing on the holiday special. And George Lewis is like, I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> Which <laughs> he, he famously he, did not yeah. have like anything to do with it. He's like, I did not support this. This was not my project. It, he's even said like, if I could, I would erase it from the face of the earth. Oh my god! I think that's when he started being more hands-on with like other lore stuff as well, where he's like, I can't let these people run off and do what they want like, uh, because they are I maniacs. Fix this. Uh, uh, fine. Give it back to dad. I'll fix it. Yeah. So um, what else? Oh, a little tidbit for you today for your little factoid. Uh, the first Toy Story was released 25 years ago today and it is John's birthday today. Happy birthday, John. It's, that was the first DVD my family got. Really? Back when DVDs first started blowing up. That yeah. must have been like... The first DVD, because this I, was really... What, I can't remember. That would be 1995? They had DVDs in 95? We we got it later. It was like when we got DVDs. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, it was oh, like oh. we were at like Sam's or somewhere, and it was like, what do we want to get? And I think I think it was like a double pack. Like I think it had <gasps> Toy Story and Toy Story 2. What? Because those were the only ones at the time. Yeah. And we also got Shanghai Noon Ew. starring Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan, I remember which that. I remember being a good movie. I don't know if it still is. I'm sure it's not. I, I'm sure it's not. Um... Let's see what else. Oh, my kitty. My kitty's still sick. We just dropped a bunch of dough on this geriatric fat cat. He better he better love me forever. Is he still over there? He was hanging, I think he moved on. He's, he was hanging out around here. He probably doesn't love you because he, you put him on a diet. The vet so I feed him. He got special diet geriatric kitty food for sick kitties, and I feed him it's canned food. So he's not used to that. He's used to like kibble, like hard food. So I have to give him half a can in the morning and half at night. Listen, that cat has free fed for 13 years. And he's like, what are you thinking, woman? Give me my food. And he is like, he is very annoyingly up in my business for the like when I'm around for the day. He's like, 
you know, there's no food in my bowl, right? It's, it's time for food. I'm like, Jackson, it is 1 p.m. He's like, it's time for my food. So anyways, I'm hoping this will make Kitty better because he's very sick. Let's hope so. Um, okay, Andrew. Yeah. We know it's, it's that week. It's Thanksgiving week. It is. It's so close. We're going to eat some good food. So what are your favorite, uh, what's your favorite food? What's your favorite, first off, what's uh, your favorite thing about Thanksgiving? Oh, just the, uh, I mean, other than, you know, hanging out with family, I don't see all that often yeah. and stuff. And uh, probably like just the food, the food, it's honestly yeah. it. That's, you know, it, it upsets me yes. when I think about it, how, and maybe we wouldn't think the food is that good if we had it all the time. But sometimes I'm just like, why don't we just make stuff? Why don't we just make dressing? Yeah, we but could just do that. It's it's not necessarily the food that you eat, but the amount that is prepared and and the options that There's are available. There's also that, yeah. The bounty, the plentiful bounty. Yeah, I. So, turkey, I think is. I think everybody thinks turkey is overrated. Yeah, I, I don't think I've heard anybody be like turkey is the best one. I asked every, like, yeah, I asked like people at work, thing. and I was like, "What's your favorite thing? What's your favorite food about Thanksgiving?" Nobody said turkey. Yeah, nobody says turkey. I don't know what corporate scheme happened that they tricked us into doing turkey for Thanksgiving. Guess, I, that's what I assume happened. Guess what we're not doing this year? No turkey. No turkey. Also, and, no ham. And ham, I do love ham. So, yeah, and I just wonder again. I'm like, did a turkey like big gov? Did like big corporate turkey? Yeah, farmers, they're like, hey, everybody needs a turkey for Thanksgiving. Like, I just think it's like some sort of trick, like when um, that guy tricked Japanese people into thinking that KFC is an American Christmas tradition. Yeah. And so, like, KFC is a big deal in Japan on Christmas. Um, Which is very strange. It is very strange. See Colonel Sanders dressed up as Santa and stuff. It's very, very odd. But um, ham, so usually on my dad's side, what we do is we get a turkey and it's, it's I guess, baked or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we also get a ham, like a honey ham. Mm. So it's like, you it's know, like you like, got your sweet and your savory. Yeah. Especially if there's like, turkey is best when there's gravy around. Yeah. Which is just, that's true of a lot of things probably. Like, what, like white gravy or like what kind it's of It's a brown gravy. gravy. Brown, like made with like the drippings or something. No, um, my mom makes it Probably with the not, drippings. but I don't know how it's made. Yeah. Because I think usually like my parents make the turkey and I think mm-hmm. my aunt makes the like mashed potatoes and gravy. Gotcha. I think that's how it works. Um, so, but the ham and the turkey are not the best. Yeah. My favorite is the dressing slash stuffing, whatever it's called. Mm. Seems like it depends. Where you are. Seems like almost like a South versus North thing. Yeah, I can see that. They seem interchangeable in a weird way. I thought so too, but maybe they're not. I don't know. But there's like, it's like a 1A and 1B type Mm -hmm. of situation for Mm -hmm. me. Because there's the stuffing slash dressing Mm -hmm. that my mom's side of people would make. Which is like the kind of like more sticky, chewy, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's made with like white bread as part of it. Mm, it's yeah. very good. I like that. And then there's the side on my dad's family. And it's like, I guess it has cornbread in it. I don't really know. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I, see, like my mom's stuffing, my mom's side, I've helped like pull apart the white bread is like yes, a thing. Yes. Whereas like I have done nothing to help with the stuffing I on think my dad's I side. I think it's mostly like cornbread. For, it might be. Is it? Yeah. But it is one of those things where it's like, they're like, which one do you want us to make? And I'm like, make both. We'll have, we're having two Thanksgivings at some point. Yeah, please make both. <laughs> I'm going to eat them both. I want to eat them both. And then I'd say number two is green bean casserole, probably. Oh, I love which I'm a big casserole. fan of. That's like, and then the, below that, I'd probably put like sweet potato casserole. Oh, yeah. 
because uh, it's just like sweet potatoes, brown sugar, pecans. It's delicious. Some it's like a dessert. Do, yeah, some people do marshmallows. Get them out of here. I'm not a fan of marshmallows. No. Uh, I agree with that. Mashed potatoes and gravy, but you get mashed potatoes and gravy just whenever. Yeah. That's not that's not one people are like, this is a Thanksgiving thing in the same way. So, yeah, I... I uh, those are good choices. I agree Spoiler, with Spoiler, uh, on the uh, the Phantom podcast what? that doesn't exist, you told me that you're a big fan of mac and cheese. I love mac and which cheese. Which apparently is like a big Thanksgiving thing for yes. a lot of people. Yes, like it never homemade was, mac and cheese. Yeah, it never was for like my either of my families. It, so it's like, that it, one always blew my mind to hear about. It wasn't for my family either, but new traditions. And I love mac and cheese. And so um that's good that's on the menu for this week um do, how, do you like pimento cheese at all it's pretty it's okay i tried to make a pimento mac and cheese once and it didn't come out very well but that mm. might have just been the fact that i suck it could be yeah that's probably it yeah <laughs> i mean uh, almost certainly <laughs> that's the answer to most things i so we're doing we're not visiting any family for thanksgiving this year where we decided you know we're supposed to be in, we're supposed to be coming back from santa fe today but we canceled our trip to new mexico because new mexico closed its borders for non-essential travel which technically we could still go but i we didn't want to risk it what's the point so we decided not to go and then we just decided if we're not going to go we really shouldn't see family because we don't want to spread anything uh, you know unintentionally and then spread it to us unintentionally so we canceled all of our thanksgiving plans and we're just gonna do thanksgiving at home with just us which is fine so and i'm gonna be on call for part of thanksgiving anyway so um you know just it's just better to do it here so um we're gonna make mac and cheese which i'm super excited about and then we're gonna make dressing or stuffing I guess we have dressing because it's not stuffed in anything. Right. I guess that, but I mean, I've, I've seen people call it stuffing just, without stuffing it in anything. It's just interchangeable. It seems like it. But th- this is like the bread kind. I don't really like the cornbread kind, mostly because it reminds me of my mom's dressing, which is disgusting because she uses turkey giblets. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically the organs and the edible organs and the neck and the gizzard of a, of the turkey or whatever and then she boils it which you are we already talked about boiling meat is the worst possible way to cook it so it seems like it would have a weird texture it's disgusting and she chops it up really fine and she puts it in there i'm like mom that's disgusting she puts eggs in there which is weird and i just don't like it i can't confirm if that's weird or not because i don't i I mean i like ooh, that's another thing deviled eggs i love deviled eggs yeah that one i don't i don't think that's been usually uh thanksgiving honestly i think we usually do it for like christmas yeah. But maybe I can uh, maybe I can trick some people into doing it for Thanksgiving because so I will delicious. eat them all. Yeah. We're just going to do, I bought a frozen pie. I'm not going to worry about making it. And mashed what, potatoes. What kind of frozen pie? Um, It was an apple caramel something pie. Okay. I'm a big fan of pumpkin pie, by the way. It's okay. I, I like it a lot. There's, I know the texture is weird for some people, but you know. So how do you feel about um, pecan pie? Pecan pie. I like pecan pie. Not as much. I think it's almost too sweet. Though I was like, yeah. I you, was, you're not a big sweets person, though. Just yeah, to, to a big extent. Uh, and I'm trying to think. There was somebody I know who tweeted this, and they were like, "I can't believe I spent all these years afraid of pecan pie when it should just be called butter and sugar pie." <laughs> it's so true. Because I guess they were like, "I don't know if I'm going to like that. It sounds gross, and it it looks gross. Pecan it's, pie does not look appetizing. It looks gelatinous." It looks gelatinous, and it's just like, here's some pecans thrown on. I don't know. Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah. And yeah. So I was just, I, yeah, I had the same thought, and 
did never try it for a long time, then had it. I was like, oh my God, I've got diabetes now. <laughs> it It's good. It's good stuff. It, pumpkin pie sometimes if it's not cooked the right way it can have a very odd aftertaste i guess so i don't know i don't know but i I do know it has like a texture that yeah a lot of people do not appreciate and that's fine i'm not as big i guess i'm not as big of a person who freaks out about texture yeah other than when it's something like putting grapes in chicken salad like oh i like that what are you thinking i like that (laughs) get it out of here but i also like regular chicken salad so i don't discriminate I prefer regular chicken salad. I don't think Chick-fil-A makes chicken salad anymore. They I think do that not. Was a thing. I can confirm yeah. that. Because That's fine. It's weird that you say that because we were talking about that today at work. And, Wanting and, chicken salad from Chick-fil-A? Yeah. Well, just saying that, um, I don't know what we were talking chicken of some sort, but then somebody said, man, I used to get the chicken salad at Chick-fil-A all the time. That's what I got every time I went there until they took it off the menu. I would have rated the chicken salad uh, as okay. It was only really tolerable because they got they had a special bread they used with it. Yes, which I didn't think was very good. So I, if I ever got the chicken salad, I was like, chicken salad on a regular bun. <laughs> also add some uh, cheese some cheese or yeah. and bacon. Oh my gosh, it's not even chicken salad at that point. Sure, it is. What about bacon? What about lettuce and tomato on it? I would do tomato. No lettuce? No lettuce. Uh, and the the original recipe they had for the chicken salad, it had lettuce yeah, on the sandwich. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. But I was, not, I don't know, I'm not a big fan of lettuce Well, on sandwiches. I think it's just like a filler thing. Like, yeah. And it looks nice. Kind of does, yeah. I like the crunch it gives, like the extra little. I guess it depends. There's been a few places where if you go to the right place, they keep the yeah. the lettuce like nice and cold until the very end. And then it's like. It's still kind of cold Crispy when you buy into it. That's, that is actually kind of nice. I like, uh, I, okay, uh, if you're going to have a burger, lettuce is required on it. Not an option. I usually don't get lettuce on a burger. Well, you're wrong. But, yeah. Um, let's see what else. What else do I have? A deviled eggs, stuffing or dressing, whatever. Listen, my, my mother will will be very disappointed, but I'm not making homemade mashed potatoes this year. I which, like which, trying, I no, which I normally do. Does this podcast section exist for you to just dunk on your mother's food? <laughs> no. I feel like that's happening. She, she knows I do not like her dressing. I have made that very clear. And so it was really funny. Oh, I'm also making green bean casserole. I love green bean casserole. Yes. And so I texted her. I was like, hey, will you send me the recipe for your green bean casserole and your Chex Mix? She was like, yeah, hold on. And so she sends me some screenshots from her little recipe book that she's had forever. And it's the green bean casserole and the Chex Mix and then she sends me a third recipe and <laughs> it's it's what she calls a uh, orange jello salad and this is the ingredients for orange jello salad orange jello of course fruit cocktail like you know like in a jar or whatever just like some canned fruit or well whatever. it had it's like fruit cocktail it's like in syrup so it's like little peaches little pears yeah. <laughs> little cherry you know what i'm talking about yeah i think i know what you're talking about yeah and then um and that's in there and then it's all in this like pretty little jello mold that her I think was her mother's. And um what else? Chopped nuts, chopped pecans are in there. You've lost me. Well, let me lose you further because then it has milk. And here's here's the here's the crowning the crowning ingredient here. Mayonnaise. Which is disgusting. How is that a salad? I think anything with mayo is a salad. I really do because so chicken the, salad, so mayo. Burger, egg salad, mayo. I had a burger from Burger King the other day. It had it's mayo. It's a burger, burger salad. salad. Did you have lettuce on it? <laughs> no. Oh, 
But wow. neither does the Jello salad. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I guess when I think of salad, I think of like lettuce and vegetables and, yeah. and some dressing of some sort. Yeah, I don't well, think of this. like, there shouldn't be two definitions of salads. One is lettuce with and stuff that's or like maybe, good for you. Maybe salad is just means things tossed, like a bunch of ingredients tossed together. Because chicken salad. Casseroles though. What about it? That's a bunch of stuff tossed together it's and like cooked. Baked. It's like baked. I guess. It's like hot. I, I don't, I'm not buying milkshakes. I don't know. Like, no. <laughs> you know, no, that's a milkshake. I'm, I, maybe it's just like, there are two salads, the kind that are the healthy, regular kind. And then the kind where uh, people back in the fifties just threw mayonnaise into everything. They threw it into everything and jello. Everything had jello. Why? So anyways, she's made this forever. My uncles love it. My dad loves it. I freaking hate it. And so she, she knows I hate it too. So she sent me the picture of the Chex Mix, the green bean casserole, and then a picture of the orange jello recipe. And I, I was like, don't send that to me. I don't want it. <laughs> I was like, you know, I hate that. She's like, you may want it someday. This, um, I don't know that, that actual recipe reminds me of the, the messed up recipe from the Thanksgiving episode of friends yes. where the Rachel, trifle or, yeah, yeah, the trifle, something. Yeah. Trifle. Where it's like, whatever jello or cake and and then like She's the page got cake, stuck together yeah. and, it's, and like, it's like ground meat, meat in it as well and then lady fingers and, and yeah. they're like wait you, you missed like, a step i remember yeah. that that's exactly that, yeah. that's what it sounds like except it's the real recipe except it's real and it's gross and yeah i'm so i'm so glad as a society we've moved on to some extent where we've like we've learned like not everything needs to be just mixed with mayonnaise and declared a food and with jello that's yeah. sometimes it's not appropriate no it isn't like um i mean you know what like some tuna fish salad that's good or chicken salad whatever i feel like society says we're okay with these things but not in a sweet thing not in but, a fruit but like carrot and raisin salad yeah gross we decided to move on from that because it was God. just it was just shredded carrots sugar raisins and mayonnaise yeah. mixed together i'm out nobody wants that they don't want it and if they did they're 80 years old. They, they've they passed on oh, from old age. I don't know. That's just probably why Chick-fil-A got rid of it. And also because it was disgusting. Yeah, mostly that. Um. All right. Again, we are getting close to Thanksgiving, Andrew. So I'm going to do this to you. Tell me what you're thankful for. Oh, no. You go first. It's not fair for you to spring this on me. What do I want? Uh, what, what do I want? What do you want for Christmas? <laughs> yes. uh, what am I thankful for? I really, um, sometimes I'm a crotchety old hag, but I mean, I really am thankful for Sometimes, quote unquote. You can get out. Finger quotes for that (laughs) one. Uh, No, but I am thankful for a lot. I'm thankful for, I have a a nice house that I'm thankful for. I have a good job that I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for my my pets. They may puke and poop a lot, but. I'm I'm not thankful for them and the way they (laughs) behaved when I was here. They were so bad. But I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful for John and I'm thankful for my family. I just, you know, I'm I'm going to miss not being able to get together with family this year, but it's okay. We can skip a year to get together next year and that that's fine with me. Um so that's I'm thankful for a lot more than that, but I'm thankful for my family and uh, having a house and food and toilet paper. Toilet paper. <laughs> Amen. People are being Amen. weird about it again. They're being um, so weird. Uh, thankful that, uh, knock on wood, everybody's healthy in my family for the most oh, part yeah, right now. Yeah, Cause, yeah. you know. Kind of staying isolated. There is a, there is a pandemic and all, so. Yeah. yeah. I'm thankful, I'm thankful for this podcast. Oh my goodness. Aww. <laughs> 
no but i am it's 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 fun it's fun doing it um yeah what else here's here's what i want probably to say. lots of things but i just can't think of well, here's what yeah i'll speak some more don't worry um i just want to say like i know this is a really stressful time right now um there is a lot going on and there are a lot of lonely people um and i just want to tell you guys if you're listening that we are not therapists we are not psychologists we are not psychiatrists but we are people and we have feelings just like you um so if you need to reach out, if you're feeling really down, you can just message us, uh, which you can do on our Facebook, on our Instagram, on our email, uh, or on our Twitter, and and we'll reach back out. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if this is for anybody else, but I, I think it is where, I don't know, find like a, sometimes it helps to just have like something dumb like this podcast or something where people yeah. are having conversation, just yeah. like to distract you and also sometimes it's fun and good and entertaining i hope this is yeah, i don't know i don't know it's i'm too close to the situation we're, we're, we're not consumers of this we don't know i mean i sort of am because i have to, like, have to edit, edit it, it so but. i hear it all but i still like I, it's still sometimes i'll hear things i'm like that's pretty good <laughs> but i'm like was it though but it is it i don't know i'm too close i know me too i don't i don't listen back to it i feel embarrassed but it's fun to do in the moment Guys, thank you. We are thankful for you for listening to our podcast and for supporting us the way you do. Um, you can catch us on Facebook at Paint the Town Dead. You can catch us on Instagram, Paint the Town Dead, all one word. Twitter, PTTD Pod. And you can email us, PTTD Pod at gmail.com. Please be sure to subscribe to us everywhere, like us everywhere, five stars rating everywhere, comment, share. Um, word of mouth really gets us around sharing us on your social medias really helps and we're we appreciate you guys so much thank you if you know anybody famous uh make them retweet our stuff send or something. them our way <laughs> number one whoa, whoa. um again we drop episodes every tuesday uh lord willing as long as another podcast episode doesn't vanish into the abyss somewhere that was painful <laughs> or the time you were on call and had to leave. Oh, that was Because we waited until the last minute. That was my, my, my fault. I'm sorry. It's always my fault. Um, but guys, we will see you next week. We hope you have a very safe Thanksgiving. Make smart decisions. We want you to listen to us next week. So we need you to be here. Okay? Okay, good. And we'll see you next week. I've been Andrew, and I've got like a nose or mustache hair that is <laughs> sticking out real bad and messing with me. It's like, I'm, I'm feeling it though. I saw it in the mirror earlier and I couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> and I, that's why I've been like well, messing with my nose. nose. Yeah. I'm just like, cause it keeps tickling, tickling me. Yeah. It's messed up. Anyway, I hate that. I'm not yeah. thankful for that. No. I'm going to go fix that later. Oh, okay. And I'm Caitlin and I've had the same problem. So we hope you have a really great week guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.